Welcome to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Scientific Healing, a fusion of modern science and ancient healing arts, empowers you to take charge of your life to get healthy no matter what your doctor says. Discover how you can manage your own energy to improve your health, vitality, and prosperity from Anastasia and her guests. Are you ready to live your best and most energized life ever? Here's your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Scientific Healing, and I'm your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics with ancient healing arts with my own system that has helped hundreds of people. Get help from me with your free powerful healing audio at scientifichealer.com. I've brought to you a special guest today to further enhance your health and life. I'd like to welcome Cheryl Hensel to talk about something that I find so vitally important to good health and happiness, and that is the health of your brain. If you listen to me at all, you know that your brain is vital to good physical health and longevity. Let's hear how she got started on this fascinating topic. Welcome to the show, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I am like you. I'm passionate about the brain. <laughs> exactly. And, I, and you know, there is so much information on the brain on cognitive decline. There's uh, sites where you can go and, you know, do little exercises. And there's also places where you can do, uh, they, where they help you diagnose your problems. But the practical guide for the layperson is really missing. Could you tell us how you got started on this topic? Absolutely. I had uh, suffered a concussion, which led to a brain injury and was in cognitive rehab for nine months myself through Western medicine. Uh, things just, um, there's a brain fog that I couldn't get cleared and steps in processing that I was skipping. So I knew as a teacher that something wasn't quite right and that I probably needed some help and went through some tests that showed I wasn't a college graduate. So migraines began, things that just were unusual for me, that some people say, oh, that's the common person, and they laugh about that, but I knew, you know, the smack that I had to my head was pretty severe, and so I learned a form of of energy healing that really helped, um, I, I say heal the brain, I never went back for an MRI to see, you know, a difference in the scan, but I definitely had the clarity back again, I could focus, um, the migraines decreased, so... That's how I. That's how I was kind of thrown into the world of, of brain rehabilitation and injuries, concussions, learning everything I could about the brain. Well, I know that you always didn't do this. So tell us a little bit about your background and what you did before. I was a middle school teacher um, and ran a school to work program for a school district that led me into an administration job for a day treatment center that kids were court ordered to our program. So my job was to continue their education for them and get them back into the school systems. So um, it's always been in education and helping kids, and uh, the accident kind of led me in a different path of healing, uh, just for my self-preservation, but then also um, my mother was diagnosed with cancer, so all things happened for good reasons. Had I not had that brain injury, I wouldn't have learned the work to help others. So that, uh, that's, that was my background before I became a health practitioner. Wow. And I know that uh, the elderly, when they start down a decline of dementia, especially if it's really fast, 
all of the hospice people tell me that this is terminal and a lot so that's how important the brain is that's how important it is that as soon as the brain starts declining the body just doesn't function and i know that when i do healings by the technique i do that as soon as i do that people's pain goes away they start thinking clearly they're like you had uh, their migraines go away and so forth so it's a similar similar experience so um I'm sure that you have ways for people to understand when they have an issue, like what, what could have happened and what their results are. Um, could you describe that a little? Sure. I think, I think the brain is still a huge mystery to, to scientists, doctors, people in general, because uh, we don't know quite as much as we think we do about it, but there's definite signs that, um, you know, if you've had a concussion, most people just think it's just a concussion and that's that. They don't really consider that there could have been an actual injury to the brain. But if you're sleeping more often, um, the mood swings, I kind of equate it to the hormone fluctuation. You know, the things you would go through with the change of hormones, which men might not understand, but they've experienced watching it through their women or their wives or daughters. But, um, you know, the memory, the, the memory fog is like you can remember what, what it is you have to do, but you're not sure why you're doing it. Um, I also call it the Alice in Wonderland syndrome, where you can look at an object and it can look precise and sharp, but everything around it kind of looks hazy and I want to say kind of fake, kind of cartoonish. Um, That was the first thing I experienced that I said, oh, something isn't quite right. Um, Noises became a problem to me, like I was sound sensitive where before um, the tap of a pencil wouldn't bother me and it and it sounded like a drum banging in my ear. Um, um, final processes, unlocking your door and forgetting to take the keys out. Um, obvious ones like leaving your stove on, taking the pot off the stove and forgetting to turn off the burner. So there's, you know, depending on, as you know, what part of the brain might have been uh, bruised, damaged, you know, whatever it may be, will be the behavior that's that's reflected through that part of the brain that was damaged. So a little, a little bit of science involved in that, but most people that have had an injury will say, I don't think I've ever had a brain injury. And then when they start thinking about, oh yeah, I fell pretty severely and I was just diagnosed with ADHD. Well, that could have been just your brain injury that you had from that traumatic fall. Yeah, and the other thing that I've noticed is that brain injuries seem to be forever. In other words, if you had a concussion when you were two years old, and you may not even remember it, it shows up on the brain scans that I do. It shows up when they're 50, 60, 70 years old. And I say, did you ever fall and hit your head? And they're going, oh, I don't remember that. I said, how about when you were really little? Oh, yeah, I fell really badly and I hit my head and I said, yeah, on the left side, right? And they go, yeah, how did you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So so it's to make also people aware of how of how any kind of, you know, roller coaster rides, sports, falling down when you're a kid, you know, any of those things um, can really do damage to the brain because it's really just a sloshy goo in there. It it definitely is. And. And the movie Concussion did a beautiful job of explaining, you know, the piece of meat in a jar and you shake it. You know, that brain, no matter what you do, wearing a helmet is excellent, but it doesn't protect the inside of the brain. You know, where the brain hits the skull, there's no way to protect that. So I I think that 
awareness is important. I wouldn't ever tell people stop you know, living life and having fun, but just be aware that um, there is a way to heal it if you have had an injury. And, and we use the term heal loosely. I think it's a new normal um, because, as you said, you can have damage from years ago. Well, being born can, can cause a brain injury. Um, you know, the way if they've used forceps, which I don't know that they do that anymore, but no, they don't, to, they yeah, don't, my learning to walk, you know, can be, you hit your head on the table. How many times learning to walk as a baby? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I remember the panic I watched as my own infant children did that. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And I had a, a mother tell me the other day, um, gosh, you know, my, my baby was learning to walk and he got away from us and he tumbled down an entire flight of stairs and we picked him up, touched him. He was crying, but seemed fine. And that was it. We didn't think anything of it. Well, he ended up being diagnosed dyslexic. And she said, maybe that fall. And I said, well, I you know don't want to say yes, but there's a pretty good chance that that, you know, he suffered some type of a brain injury from that fall all the way down a flight of stairs. Yep, most people are were thankful that they were still alive. <laughs> yes, definitely right. <laughs> Nothing was broken. So the the thing about a brain injury, there's no you don't see a cast. You know, there's no way to really know anything happened until you know down the road if if certain behaviors. So I think that for most people to know if that happened, not like oh poor you, there's nothing you can do about it. But people like you and I have found ways that can help restructure the brain and now they're finding as you you can speak to this more than I the neural pathways um they when I was getting rehabilitation they told me once your neurons die they die um you have to train new ones to pick up the job but I'm hearing that neuroplasticity means they do regrow quicker than than what we had once known yeah so that's that's the big word that's being bandied around is neuroplasticity we also have mirror neurons that will mimic the neurons of other people. They mimic our own neurons. So we have all kinds of new ideas and new concepts that people have not even considered. And that the standard medicine, it's operator Medicaid, doesn't right. always, right, doesn't always. And I know that a lot of people that are in conventional medicine are now adopting a more integrative or holistic approach. And I can't wait to teach more doctors what the kinds of things that you and I do. Oh, that'll be fascinating. I think if they can marry the two, I, I do believe there's a place for everything. Um, and the severity of the level makes the difference in what's needed. But I think that if more people were open to understanding even the power of language, um, in what you say and speak and, you know, owning a disease or owning a condition, you know, your body listens to that. And, you know, there's more and more proof as to what your body goes into, the role it plays in. Oh, we have this disease. Well, come on, blood cells, let's get to work and make this happen. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's kind of an exaggeration, but um, I, I, I do believe in the power of, of language and, uh Oh, absolutely. It's it's utterly, utterly powerful. It's mm -hmm. so powerful that that's one of the I have an advanced course that 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 course is all about. I have a whole a whole week worth of material just covering the power of language and the power of sound even and frequency. And 
what your voice, how it carries intention and frequency and that we um, learn everything by frequency, whether it's the frequency of sound or the frequency of light or the frequency of emotion. And, yeah. and there have been scientific measurements on all of that. So right now we're about out of time before our break. So I want to remind all of our listeners that are you li- you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chablis. And to ma- today my guest is Cheryl Hensel. Stay tuned as we dive deeper into a process for helping you nurture your brain. Did you know that if the thought of a past relationship brings up negative emotions, you are still in a relationship with that person, often with unwanted consequences. This means you still have ties with that person and those ties may be sapping your strength. Why not jettison your old relationship baggage so that you can move forward with ease and clarity? Hello, this is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis, the scientific healer. Seven years of research at prestigious institutions like Harvard, Yale, and Johns Hopkins have discovered that relationships are the number one influence on physical, emotional, and financial health. In clearing those old ties, including what some people call karma, you get to wipe the slate clean and start over again, whether you plan to stay in that relationship with a person or not. Many miracles have come out of such clearings. One client said that her Christmas with her family was the best she had since she was a child, while another said she'd received several thousand dollars in a divorce settlement that had been stuck in limbo for years, while others stopped being angry at their former partners and are able to find new loves quickly and easily. Recently, one client who had been stuck in her business as her client's stream dried up signed up six new clients in the four hours following her clearing. I have good news. I have a gift for you. By going to scientifichealer.com forward slash clear, you can discover how you can clear past relationships while I do a relationship clearing for you all for free. Everyone who chooses to receive it will receive this powerful healing while listening. Again, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash clear to get the details. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for helping you get to your next level of health and success in your career and relationships. Go to scientifichealer.com. Before the break, we were talking with Cheryl Hensel about brain health and injuries. Let's get more specific and find out what you, the listeners, can do. Welcome back, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure our listeners are really curious whether your process could really work for what they're dealing with. Can you describe a case or two of people that came to you for help and how it got resolved? Absolutely. So the work that I had learned is called quantum energetic structural therapy. And the easiest way for me to describe this work is it's a number system with the body and with kinesiology we get answers. So I kind of look at myself as a conductor of the train. So with um, a a brain injury in particular is where this work began. Um, So you would put, tap a number in to the body and then with kinesiology, get a yes, no, if the condition is present. And then there's a way to, uh, through communication with the body, ask the body to heal that condition. My, my, 
most prideful example I can give you, well, besides myself, that's that's the work that was done on me for me to heal uh, what was happening in my life at the time. I worked with an autistic boy. I was really curious. I just learned to work and curious to see the differences because they're pretty uh, measured in school with attention span and whatnot. So I asked the father if I could donate the work um, and just to see what we could do with him. And he was eight years old. And at the beginning of the school year, he had a 30-second attention span in the classroom. And then by Christmas time, his attention span had um, improved up to two minutes. And no other student in the classroom had had that remarkable of an improvement in attention span. So the teacher came to the father and said, what did you do? Did you put him on Ritalin? And the dad, you know, no, you know, we don't believe in that. And... uh, so we attribute it to, you know, going through the cranial work and the work that I do, uh, the quantum energetics work. But I also went into his home and muscle tested the foods that were in the home and um, what his body, you know, just was not a good food for his body. So I do believe the power of food along with, with you know, your affirmations, your positive statements. And then he also did a foot bath a couple times that um, I think attributed to pulling out the toxins in his body. So, you know, I think it's always a combination and never any one thing, but sure was happy when I saw those improvements. That's awesome and dramatic. And I know that uh, autism, there's like all kinds of, all kinds of little things that help autistics, but um, that's just amazing. Um, that's a four times attention span change. And that's, uh, it's so critical. I know that not only that they have a problem with attention span, but they also get focused on one thing and they only want to watch one kind of show or do one kind of thing. And, uh, they don't show emotion on their face and you ask them questions and they'll answer with a single word (laughs) and it's really hard to interact with them. Well, he was, um, Nonverbal, well, not totally nonverbal, but SpongeBob was his show, and so he would just use phrases that he heard from SpongeBob. But at the beginning of the sessions, he um, wouldn't lay there. You know, he he was on a table, and his um, father and stepmom had to almost hold him down for me to touch him. And then by the second session, he was hugging me and you know hopped up on the table, couldn't wait to get the work done. Uh, so it was quite remarkable to watch the changes in him just in the six sessions that we had worked together and then his mother his parents were divorced his mother uh he became more auditory he asked what was for breakfast he was becoming a little bit i wouldn't say a behavior problem but he was a little bit more of a challenge and um so she didn't she didn't want the work done on him because she couldn't just put him in front of the tv any longer (laughs) oh that's so sad i'm sorry to hear that it was sad And, and it was interesting though he um was his hormones at age nine I saw him right at the cusp of his birthday he started developing a mustache so there's a definite connection with the brain and releasing hormones and um, I think what what's happening with those children and they really are just trapped minds they I think they have the capability they're just kind of trapped in there exactly so I have also noticed that, uh, well, in our conversation earlier, you were telling me about how people are noticing a relief of 
brain fog. That is really a huge problem. A lot of people suffer from this and um, it it could be attributed to that or it could be attributed to poor chemistry. I am so in completely agreement with you on the foods is that certain sensitivities to foods um, which we could that this is like a whole five shows that we could go into about food sensitivities and what to do about them and how they can affect you so adversely and how Definitely. you can get rid of them and how you can work around them and all of that. But um, aside aside from that, uh, brain fog can definitely be caused by brain injuries. So I'm sure you've had some success with that too. That's probably one of the main things that people tell me because everybody who comes to me for this work has cranial work done and that's the most common thing mentioned to me is it kind of lifted the fog for them even if they don't believe they've had a brain injury um, their clarity they seem to have more clarity after a couple of sessions and so um, you know decision making becomes easier you know there's people that sit on the fence like I don't know what to do what should I do and they feel like you know that clarity comes back so I think that um, knowing the brain can do that, you know, so find your triggers, you know, what is it, you know, start to keep a diary if you have to, but if you start to really pay attention to your sleep, your food, your exercise, your water intake, you know, if you're getting that fog a certain time of day, you know, just, just start doing a little diary to see what you can do to just shift out of that. You know, if you're finding you had pizza for lunch and then by two o'clock you want to take a nap, you know, you keep seeing that type of bread, you know, sensitivity, shift it you know yeah bread and cheese yeah definitely (laughs) and and so you know just start noticing those things and that's simple steps you can do just for your brain health you know uh it it doesn't have to be a huge uh transformation in your life just paying attention to you know uh certain wines might put you into headaches the next day and i always ask people when they come to me and they start talking about things they're feeling i'm like what did you eat before? How much sleep did you get? You know, how much water did you drink? And, and that's kind of where we start with things. And then we try to look at, well, what can you do to shift this before it becomes a migraine or a headache? You know, because that's, that's probably one of the main components of a brain injury is, is, is that brain pain. Yes. You know, people want to be out of that brain pain. And what can they do to get out of that or not go into it? <laughs> well, migraine is the... Uh from the way I understand it from my own migraines that I used to suffer under, um, it's the, the blood vessels on the surface of your head that cause the pain and not the brain, but a brain injury can definitely contribute greatly to migraines. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is a really huge problem. One of, one of my migraine patients had went gone to 10 for 10 years to all kinds of different practitioners until she came to me and finally got relief. So um, it's really satisfying to find that you can help people and change their lives in such dramatic ways just by these simple techniques. Oh, so it's so dramatic for a person because when you're in pain and you can do something without a medication or surgery, you know, that's, that is life changing. You know, that's something that people just, you know, because pain stops life from continuing for some people they just get holed up in their room and you know i think speak of migraines in particular you can't function with your family um well it's 
it's extremely tiring. It draws all of your life force energy out of you. And it also, um, the, the pain also saps all your willpower. So we only have a limited amount of willpower per day and it just saps you. So you just go through life going, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Just stop hurting. Just stop hurting. That's all they That's want. That's right. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, then they get in the cycle of, you know, this medication to help this. And then I got to wake up and I have to take this medication. So what I love about what we do um, is it, we just provide an alternative to all of that. Exactly. So I want to highlight your book. You have a new book coming out this week and I'm all excited. I'm all excited to read it. It's called your amazing itty bitty book on your concussion book, right? Correct. Yeah. And it's 15 vital things you need to know about brain injuries. I'm sure this is going to be huge because this oh. is so important. Well, thank you. I, I sure am proud of it. I've never written a book before and was asked if you ever wrote a book, what it, what it would it be on? And I said, well, brain injuries. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just, I'm really proud of it. I hope to go around the country and speak to people from a non-medical point of view on, you know, the brain, noticing concussions, coaches, parents, you know, it's okay for that athlete to sit out. You don't have to put them back into play. Um, be the parent and you know, let the brain rest. Um, know, know what it is you're looking for in, in the symptoms and don't put them back into place so soon. I believe in sports and, and athleticism. I just think that we have to be responsible uh, when injuries do occur to not let it get severe. Yeah, well, I have to tell you that my son was in football in his ninth grade. He was six feet tall when he was that young. And the, the coach really, really wanted him. He thought, oh, he had this really great athlete because he was good at it. And um, they run those kids' heads together, and it cocked his neck a little bit, and it caused him a fibromyalgia problem that he still suffers from, and he's 29. This happened when he was 14. So for 15 years, he's been in severe pain. With healing, we've been able to alleviate a lot of it. He's done a lot of different therapies, and um, but, but still, it's that brain injury, that head injury and neck injury that caused the problem. And we didn't know this until I talked to a chiropractor who helps relieve trauma out of the body. And this was the problem. So brain injuries are serious, especially for young men in sports, especially if they're, you know, big and awesome when they're younger, is just to really be careful with them. Because I think that coaches just really push them too hard. They, they do. And I used to be a high school coach. And I, you know they just don't quite understand the impact of, of the kid wants to win. They're going to listen to you. Um, they don't know what's necessarily best for them. I, I hate to say that, but it's true. Uh, well, and so they're, they're going to do what they need to do to win. And, right. You know, and kids I'm, think they're immortal too. They that's don't, right. they don't quite realize that there is an end to it all. <laughs> that's right. And that that's you right. want to delay it as much as possible by keeping your brain in shape. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's my goal, just to go around and shed a little light on brain injuries and what you can do to uh, not necessarily prevent them. Life's going to happen, but recognize a concussion and what to do about it. So yeah, and the that's other my mission. right, and then the other tip is that that the that the um, brain cognition and brain function at in older years is directly proportional to the amount of muscle you have. 
So to keep moving as well, it's so important. Indeed. It's Indeed. so important. Yeah. So I've Absolutely. created, yeah, so I've created, we're running out of time, but I want to make sure that people can get in contact with you. So I've okay. created a page on diamondhealingradio.com. I keep making that mistake. It's diamondhealingradio.com forward slash Hensel, H-E-N-S-E-L. And that's for people to find you. That's going to be where your radio show will be available. And uh, when we advertise it. So they'll come to that site and they'll be able to put in a name and email address to get directly in touch with you. So that's all we have for now. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. It's been an awesome thought provoking, provoking show. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for listening to scientific healing and for our wonderful guest, Cheryl Hensel. You can connect with her by visiting diamondhealingradio.com forward slash Hensel. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com and sign up for your free and brief powerful healing audio that one of my clients listens to morning and night for getting energized in the morning and a good night's sleep at night. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Join us again next week for more expert guidance and practical tools to energize your life. Now take a deep breath and release it slowly before you go about your day.